Hello, everyone. I'm Chris White. And I'm Stevens Brown. And we are from Tap Pest Control Insulation. And again, thank you for downloading our podcast, and we're glad you took some time to listen to us today. Yeah, got a got a cool topic, and, and it's one that's one that's interesting. Um, we get a lot of homeowners that call in and ask this, and so I'd like to talk about it. But it's it's signs that your home's insulation is not working well. You know, there there are a lot of ways to tell that the insulation is not adequate, but let let's see how many we can list in the fact in the sense that you know your home's insulation is not working. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that that we can tell that it's not working. I mean, I think the the most glaring one is you have high heating and cooling bills, right? If you're yeah. paying a ton, but sometimes we don't know what what we should be paying, right? It's like it's always been like this. I don't know if it's high or, exactly. but so sometimes. Yeah, sometimes we can ask around, you know, oh, you have a house like mine. What do you pay for your, you know, heating and cooling? And, of course, that's all relative based on, you know, how hot or cold you like to keep your house, too. Yeah, um, that, that is true. So there's there's a lot of different factors. But there's some things, I think, within the house that we can tell, um, especially when we're going into somebody's attic. Um, yeah. And we're looking in those areas because about 25% of the home's heat uh, or cooling actually seeps out through the attic and the roof. Oh yeah. No so doubt. Yeah. So it's quite a bit and we could really, you know, put a, uh, a dent on that by insulating. but how do you tell? I think, you know, one of the things that I would do is sort of separate kind of the Northern climate and the Southern climate. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's some different things you can do there, right? I think you have to, why don't you start out? And I know you're, up yonder, as we like to say down here, <laughs> what are what are some <laughs> things you guys see see up, up there? The, there are telltale signs up here in the tundra. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> um, well, one of the things I like to do is in the wintertime is the frost that forms on the roof. Yeah, and oftentimes you can tell based on the melt patterns. So if you're if you're looking at a roof with uh, with frost on it and you see large gaps that are between the studs. Yeah. Um, so basically you can see the frost that's on the stud, but yep. it's missing in between the studs. That means the framing is actually providing better insulation than what your actual insulation is doing. Yeah. And that framing, whether it's, it's probably a two by six. And so that means, you know, our value of wood is one per inch. So your, your attic is really acting as an R6 or less. Yeah. And I, I've seen it just from different trips and, and, and stuff up there with the, with the snow melt patterns. That's a real, real good one to see too up there. Yeah. The snow melt is, uh, is another one. Frost is easy because it's, it's quick in the morning. You can usually get a good driving down the road. I actually got my kids doing it now when they were, well, when they were younger, they're a little bit older now, but when they were younger and I taught them how to do that, they would drive by houses with me and go, daddy, that has, that house has bad insulation. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. The snow melt pattern does the same thing. Cause now you can see where, um, things are, it's melting quicker. So on your yeah. roof, you're going to have holes. So you may have a, you know, up here, you may have six inches of snow all over your roof, but in a couple areas, it's all melted off and yep. those are good indications. There's something happening there and, and we need to take a look. Yeah. Some kind of gap or void where the insulation's not, not doing its job. And there's some, some warmth there melting that snow, no doubt. Right. Ice dams are another one. Ice dams happen, you know, um, that's when, you know, it's important when we're insulating the attic to insulate over the top of the wall plate 
Yeah. Uh, because that's that's where a lot of the air from the home will get in there and then it leaks up through the wall. And then if you don't cap that wall plate, the snow will actually melt by the overhang or the soffit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll refreeze over the soffit where it's cold. And that creates an ice damming. Yeah. And in real extreme cases, it can actually leak water into the house. And unfortunately, a lot of people think that they need a roof when that happens. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's my, my roof is leaking. So what do they call? They call the roofer and the roofer says, yep, you need a new roof. <laughs> and, and when in fact you, you don't, you actually need insulation over the over the uh, over the wall plates and in the attic. That's that's going to actually fix those. Yeah. ice dams and then of course frozen pipes are another way yeah. if your pipes are freezing um you need some insulation plain yeah. and simple no yeah. doubt well i think just same scenario but just down here in the southeast where it's you know typically a warmer climate you know i think one of the most telltale signs is you know it's hot in the summer but your ac unit is just having to run continuously you know it's almost acting like it, it can't keep up never seems to shut off and then at at the same time you know it 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 never seems to cool off inside the house or in the rooms i think that's probably number one Mm -hmm. um you know after that i think major drafts in the house you know if you can tell from room to room there's kind of a major difference um in combination with some some noise permeation uh different things like that um and then i i say you know if you if you transfer up into the attic like if it's super super hot outside and it's a hot day and you get up in that attic and it's fairly cool ish, you know, that's a problem. <laughs> a lot of that yeah. cool, cool air in your house is getting up. There. Exactly. I, I've been in attics like that where it's a hot day, you know, you're, I, I, re, I remember being in one in Florida and we were like, Oh boy, we got insight this attic up here in Florida. And we get up there and the attic was cool because yeah. the AC just went right through the ceiling right into the attic and it made for an, ins- an easy install because it was nice and cool but when we were done it got pretty hot up there because <laughs> yeah. tr- kept all that ac in the home again <laughs> exactly yeah i tell people if you're you know if you're seeing some of that stuff drafts between the between the rooms noticeable difference your ac unit is continuing to run can't seem to catch up you know pop up in that attic and odds are you're going to see you know major cracks or gaps or crevices just in the attic entrance you know and there's a sign alone that you know you're just you're losing a lot of a lot of cool air, warm air, um, right? And yeah, insulations. You're, you're paying for that, and you're just leaking. You know, they were your parents were right. You know, don't don't heat the outside or don't cool the outside. Close the door. You know, you wouldn't. Uh, you know, you wouldn't pop a hole in your roof or in your ceiling, right? Yep. So, but that's what we're doing if we're not insulating that. So, um, yeah, and, and temperature variations in rooms. I've seen where. You know, it may be insulated well in one part, but in other area, it's it's not so much. And uh, so you have variations in temperature in, in different rooms. That's a that's a sign as well that, yep. uh, that the insulation isn't too good, or you know, just being hot in the summer. If you're just not, you know, you've got the AC on, like you said, it's running, running, but it's not really getting cool. You know, that's another sign. Yep, definitely got an issue. You know, one of a, a great new piece of technology, and I don't know how new, it's been around for a while. It continues to get better, but IR cameras, you know, where they can snap photos and it will show you the temperature difference. Those can be very eye-opening images. Yeah, the uh, IR stands for infrared, and the infrared cameras have come a long way. Um, and they're a lot less expensive than they used to be. When they first came out, they were thousands of dollars. Now you can, you know, 
you can get some, uh, you know, for a couple hundred bucks, get some very basic ones. Yeah, I think um, the iPhones may even have an app now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think they do. I think yeah. there's something you can add to the back of your camera, but I haven't tried those. Yeah. Um, I do have one. I have an infrared camera um, that I've used in the past. I still have it. And it is uh, it is very cool because you're able to walk around in each room and, and you can see where the temperature differences really are. Now, you do need to have a you really can't do it on a 70 degree day when you have your windows open yeah because everything's the same temperature so you need you do need to have a temperature difference going on but you can use it both um, inside a house and outside a house to, oh, yeah. to kind of look at what's going on and what the temperature differences are and some of them you can actually record and uh, you know as you're going you can snap photos or you can record a video um, as you go they're different types that you can do that with um they're pretty cool yeah. I, uh, they're nice to have but they are you know they are a little more expensive probably not something everybody's going to have in their you know in their car going on to a job but it's um it certainly is a cool piece of technology that tells a lot yep absolutely well we had two questions coming this week um chris i'm gonna ask them both to you uh we had one from barton wisconsin he said are there any hose reels for the vacuum hoses good question yeah yeah and i um actually uh, bart had called me on this one and i thought it was a good idea to add this one in um and th there are um there's a you know there's a large hose really typically because you're dealing with six inch hoses uh, yep. for the vacuum and and you're running i think about 150 feet off of the vacuum but um there is one out there that uh, is about 125 feet it'll hold so it's not going to get the whole 150 on there um you know but that extra 25 feet maybe you could do something with that but and, and just not being all over the place they are expensive yeah um, they're, they're expensive cheap. They're, and they're they're big i'd like to ask which is typically why you don't they're not super super common yeah yeah they're, they're i think 90 inches um high you know yeah. long they take up a lot of a lot of space there, but it is against the wall. It's wall mounted, so you'd have to be able to mount it to uh, the side of your vehicle, yeah, um, side truck of the van wall. or whatever. Yeah, the truck wall, and then uh, um, they're going to run over a thousand dollars. So yep. that's you know prepare yourself for that. But it's a uh, but they are available. Um, we can get them. Um, I did. Bart did. Um, I believe he's buying that one. Um, I don't know as of yet. He got the pricing, said he was going to run it through. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see. But um, it is, you know, if, for somebody who wants to stay organized with it and keep the hoses off the ground, that is a, it's a great way to do it. Yeah. They're a great thing, but they are large and they are expensive. Awesome. Yeah. Well, next question we had uh, Jody in South Carolina and she asked, can water be added to tap to keep the dust down? Um, yeah, we, we have, um, I think we brought this up before. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a misting system that you yep. can, you can use, and there are some folks that use that in attics, so you can add it to the misting system. Um, it, it doesn't get the product wet. Like you would think it, it's really damp. Uh, yep. so it adds a little bit of moisture. Uh, I guess the best way to describe it is if you were to pick up the insulation and squeeze it. Uh, you could not squeeze any water out of it. So yep. it's, it's not wet. It's very, very damp. But it does reduce the dust and brings it down and actually creates kind of a little uh, uh, hardness over the top when it dries. Think of like a paper mache type thing when it's done. So it's uh, 
it's a it's a good way to do it. The thing is, you do have to have a hose, of a water line going yeah. to it. That's the it's, other the other part that can be tricky, as you do have to to get involved with a with a water line. Yeah, so you, you have that water line on there, and that's going to be the you know the thing that you have to work with um, in addition to it. But yeah, you you can certainly do it. Um, like I said, there's, there are some installers right now that we have that are doing it. Um, some pest control companies that are doing it. Um, and it does help keep that dust down. So good. That, those were uh, great questions that, um, Bart and Jody, uh, appreciate that. We got the, the tap gift pack headed your way. Um, please, uh, folks keep sending in those questions, stories, whatever you have at podcast at tap insulation.com. And if we use, uh, your question or story, uh, we'll send you a tap pack as well. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to move into the next portion, which is herd in the field. <laughs> These are the, the real life stories that we have that we've either heard from folks like you or you have sent in. And Stevens, I think you've got one this week, right? Yeah, no, we did. We had a uh, client send one and he was listening to some of the, uh, the podcast on the machines and tossed us a pretty awesome bone and it was a, a testimony about his crindle blowing machine and i can't he wanted to remain anonymous but i can't remember if it was the 475 or the 575 but it had over 400 hours he sent us in a couple of pictures he said this has never been to a shop he said all we've done is done the routine maintenance you know seals keep the filter clean check the the tension on the chain bearings greased nothing else you know keep the general housing clean and it has run with absolutely no issues for over 400 hours. Um, and he was, he was definitely just throwing us some bones. Um, yeah, no. And I, and I, I, I don't want to discredit your story there, but I think it was 700. Oh yeah. Was it? <laughs> I think it was 700. Yeah. I think he got it for, that was the impressive thing. Cause I, uh, I was like, wow, 700 hours is pretty darn good. Yeah. I thought it was seven. Gotcha. Um, no, yeah. I'll have to pull the picture back up. It was kind of, kind of etched out on the tachometer right there, but I'll have to double check it. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool though. I mean, it, and obviously it's just a testament to show that if you take care of it and follow the maintenance schedule, then you're not going to have to run through any major repairs and, and that kind of thing. So yep. Uh, kudos to that one. Yep. The only other bullet point he put on there, he said, we made sure because he's, he's, he said he's learned from the past and screwing this up. He said he, he made sure they kept sufficient power for it. The, the full time, you know, they didn't, they didn't play around with different circuits. They, they did have a, a generator with it, but he said maintaining good, sufficient power for the full life of it has, has been a game changer too. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Excellent. Love to hear that when, uh, you know, the, the folks are, are, are operating the equipment properly, taking care of it, and it's lasting a long time. Yep, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Well, you know, I, I can't go without at least saying a couple of jokes, right? I, I'm, I was looking forward to it this whole time. <laughs> so, you know, when I, was, uh, when I was young, my mom told me I could be anyone I wanted to be. Unfortunately, yeah. it turns out, though, identity theft is a crime. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, what does, Stevens, what does the tick in the Eiffel Tower have in common? I'm thinking something with Paris, but I don't know. They're both parasites. Ah, that's, that's pretty good. Parasites. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, you know, this, this, this whole time I, I thought my dryer was shrinking my clothes. And it turns out it was the refrigerator all along. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> may have to cut them off here, folks. Hit me with one more. You got one left in you? I do have one more. Um, fun fact. Yeah. Actually, um, the inventor of the merry-go-round never met the inventor of the Ferris wheel. Turns out they traveled in different circles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one to end on, folks. Awesome. <laughs> awesome awesome well hey stories pictures comments topics concerns send it over to his podcast at tapinsulation.com and if we use it on the on the show we'll send you out your uh, your tap swag and gift pack and so that'll do it for today yes sir that's gonna do it for now and we'll see you guys next time until then be well awesome everybody take care and remember keep those feet on the joist Whoosh! <whistles>